Welcome to One Word with me, Thomas Leamy, a podcast where I'm joined by experts to discuss one word, topic or concept from an entirely fresh perspective. As an organizational wellness consultant and psychology coach, I help demystify the psychology behind high performance, peace of mind and well-being. Thank you for joining me. Now let's explore with today's featured guest. Jamie Smart is an internationally renowned writer, speaker, coach and consultant. He shows individuals and organizations the unexpected keys to clarity, which he calls the ultimate leverage point for creating more time better decisions and meaningful results. Jamie is a Sunday Times best-selling author and his newest book, the 10th anniversary edition of his hit book Clarity, will be on shelves in January 2023. Today, our one word topic or concept that we're going to discuss is remarkably fitting for our guest because he wrote not one, but two, and soon to be three books with this word in the title. And the word is clarity. And Jamie, to open the door, I'd just like to ask you, clarity, it means different things to different people. So what does clarity mean to you? Well, funnily enough, it means it means several different things to me. I, how I think of it these days is I think of it first of all in terms of uh, uh, clarity of thought and clarity of thought, which I think a lot of people can relate to. You know, we we talk about athletes sometimes talk about being in the zone, or uh, artists talk about being in flow. Uh, and clarity of thought is just just when we're it's almost like being in a state of thoughtlessness when we're just you know getting exactly the thoughts we need when we need them and you know a high performance state and that sort of thing so that's what i i think of as clarity of thought the second type of clarity i think of is clarity of connection you know there are those times when we feel a sense of connection to another person and to life and to who we really are. And, and, you know, there's a relationship between those two kinds of clarity because the times when we experience that clarity of connection is when we have relatively little on our mind, when we have, as you know, when we have that clarity of thought, we, we kind of fall out of our preoccupations, you know, with, uh, how we're doing or the future or the past and we're, we're present to the moment so that I think of that as clarity of connection which is really just you know another way of saying it would be you know we 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 fall out of the illusion of separation and wake up to the truth of the moment uh, and then, the, then the, the third kind of clarity I think of is a clarity of understanding. And, and clarity of understanding is, uh, you know, I, how I sometimes put it, Thomas, is that I believe the two most valuable things a person can discover 
are how experience is created and who we really are. And uh, the way that we can discover those things is through insight, through realization. And every and we we're all born with an innate capacity for realization. And every time we have a realization, our clarity of understanding increases. Um, so, yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take any and all of those to whatever degree I can get them. I like I I uh, I like all three kinds of clarity. Yeah, and the way you paint that picture, all three of them sound equally beautiful. But you know what? I read recently that our nervous system is kind of like a sniffer dog searching for bad news all the time. Once it knows it's there, it wants to consume more and more and more. So in a world of, you could say, 24-hour news cycles of challenging information, how do we find clarity? Oh, what an interesting question. I, I mean, the, the thing that, that strikes me is that as human beings, we're very alert to things that are a real and present danger. Like if, you know, I'm here in my office and if a, if a lion were to come sauntering into the office, it would really be in my best interest to pay a lot of attention to it. In fact, if a lion came sauntering into my office, it would be doesn't pretty much wouldn't matter what you would say to me, it would be hard for me not to pay attention to it. Because because when we know that something is real and a present danger, then then we automatically pay attention to it. I think the most valuable thing for any of us in you know finding our way to clarity in any kind of uh challenging circumstances is to be able to differentiate the true from the false what what is what is uh what's true and what's uh just you know contaminated thinking and a lot of the times the things that are that are compelling us to you know be glued to our phones or our devices or you know the news cycle or whatever it, it's uh feelings of insecurity that genuinely seem like they're coming from what we're being told about or what we're reading about or what we're hearing about and and here's the thing at any at any time in the world there are a bunch of people who are having to deal with their genuine equivalent of tigers walking into their rooms whether that's you know, uh, people living in war zones or uh, people dealing with, you know, illness or, you know, the, the, the multifarious things that people can be challenged by. So there's plenty of real stuff going on for people. But the interesting thing is a lot of the time when people are dealing with real stuff, they actually respond with mental clarity. Like they, they find that when it comes to real stuff, they have that. And so I think I think it's just really useful for us to be able to, to. There's a great book called *The Gift of Fear*, written by a guy called Gavin De Becker. He, not a principles uh, guy, but uh, works on threat assessment with uh, companies and celebrities and that sort of thing. And he draws a distinction between fear and anxiety. He says, you know, if if you're if there's something immediate in the environment that's threatening your survival, then fear is a 
life-saving evolutionary signal that's there to rescue you, to take you to safety, to, to take you out of harm's way. He goes, but if you're feeling uh, anxious and compelled and all of that sort of stuff, and there's nothing there in your environment that's a threat to you, you've been hoodwinked by anxiety. And, and it's, while that's not a principled take on it, I think, uh, I think it's a useful rule of thumb. And so your question was, how do you find clarity uh, when there are so many distractions available? Well, I think it's just about knowing where to look and knowing what's, what's valuable, knowing what's valuable. Like, I think before, before someone's going to look for, you know, a, a quiet feeling, look for a clear mind, look, you know, feel their way into a deeper state of connection, they've got to recognize that there's something valuable there. So I think that would be step one, you know, kind of determine for yourself whether or not that's something that would be valuable, that could be something worth having. It makes sense to me, Jamie. I'm going to jump back to something you said as or pointed to as being a critically important factor, which is how experience is created. So would you like to talk a little bit about how it is being created? Sure, sure. Well, so as human beings, we go around the world and it genuinely seems to most of us like we're living it, you know, in our heads and in our bodies and we're looking out through our eyes at a world out there looking like, like little windows in our head. Um, but that's, that's not how it works. What's, what's actually going on is that data is pouring in through our senses, you know, through our eyes and ears and nose and uh, proprioceptive and uh, tactile senses and so on. And, and then from deep within our neural and psychological and spiritual properties, we're taking a guess that that's my best guess at what must be out there for me to be receiving this data. And then we're, we're creating a guess creating a perceptual reality the pixels if you like of that perceptual reality are being created by what i'm referring to as the power of thought so so how it looks to me thomas and 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 this is you know what was first articulated by sydney banks uh, is we're living in the experience of the principle of thought taking form in the moment Every single moment, like real time, that's a real time experience. And it often doesn't seem to us like that's what go what's going on. It seems to us like we're living uh, in the experience of what happened last week or what we're doing next month or uh, what our, you know, how our health is or what our job's like or our financial situation, whatever, the, you know, all the different things we can get preoccupied with. It can genuinely seem like we're experiencing something other than the moment-to-moment -moment creation of the principle of thought in our experience, but but that's what's happening. So, so it's it's a it's a perceptual experience that's being created right now. Like like this is your you and me and everyone who's listening to this right now. We are living in the experience of the principle of thought taking form in the moment, real time. Now, if that form of words is kind of, it's cumbersome, right? But 
if 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 people don't like that form of words, another way of saying it might be, you know, you're you're living in the experience of the infinite intelligence behind life, creating a reality moment to moment, or you're living in the experience of God breathing life into your perception moment to moment. But it's real time. It's now. It's not, and it doesn't look like like that. Like it looks like we open our eyes and here, and we're in a place that was already there before we showed up. But actually, no. This every, even as you look around, even if even like if you hold your hands out in front of you and you can see them and feel them, that's a thought generated. Those are thought generated perceptual hands. And here's the funny thing. This sounds like woo-woo hippie stuff, but if you check out like the latest neurology, if you check out the work of Anil Seth or Donald Hoffman or even Richard Dawkins, their work supports that we're living in a moment-to-moment creation that's being generated from within. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't cups and pens and walls and doors. There absolutely are, but our experience of those is being created real time, moment to moment from within, and the experience of past and future and other also is being created moment to moment to moment, real time. So that's what I mean by that. That is so clear, Jamie. And actually, one of the people that you've trained in your Clarity Certification programs, Dr. Johannes Metzler, spoke about this as well, how effectively we're hallucinating our reality in real time. But what I'd like to ask you is, you spoke about the reality that we are experiencing thought taking form in the moment, moment to moment. So when we realize that, what does that do for us? Well, what I've found personally, and what I've seen with a lot of my clients, Thomas, is we each of us get swept away by that, that experience. Like it, they, that's kind of in a way is the experience of living our lives is getting swept away by the power of thought, creating a perceptual reality. And it can be so involving and, and sometimes frightening and all sorts of things. But then the moment we wake up to where our experience is coming from, it brings us back to clarity. It brings us back to the moment. It, and when people struggle, what, and when I struggle, what I'm typically struggling with is I'm believing the world works in a way that it does not work. I'm believing that I'm living in the experience of some future event or that I'm living in the experience of some past event, or I'm living in the experience of what I'm like as a person or my frailties or my failings or my personality defects or my hopes and dreams and desires. And that can be very disorienting because what happens to us is the moment we believe, this is gonna sound kind of out there, but the moment we believe we're experiencing something other than thought, which is another way of saying, the moment we believe we're experiencing something other than the infinite intelligence of life, real time, then it genuinely seems to us like we're at the mercy of a world out there separate from us. It creates the illusion of separation. It creates duality. And 
the moment we believe we're separate from life and at the mercy of a world out there with power over us and how we feel, we get we get insecure, we get worried and anxious and try and uh, try and get control over the thing. And it looks to me like uh, the biggest challenges we face as individuals and as organizations and as a species are as a result of that misunderstanding, as a result of believing something other, believing that our experience is created in some way other than how it's created and believing that who we are is something other than who we are. Believing that who we are is these little, you know, uh, meat suits separate from life and uh, at the mercy of a, a big old world out there. Jamie, in the description of the little book of clarity, talks about how to clear your mind, get things done, and think like a winner. So my final question for you today is, how does gaining clarity help you think like a winner? Geez, what a great question. I forgot that the marketing department stuck that on the back of the book. I, the, the, the inspiration for that came from, funnily enough, if you look at uh, Olympic gold medal winners, my favorite example is Usain Bolt. So Usain Bolt, if you've, if you've ever seen him warming up for a race, you'll see all the other competitors doing their pre-race routines and going through rituals and things like that. Usain Bolt is high-fiving with the crowd and talking to people and that sort of thing. And he was asked, why aren't you getting ready for the race? Like, why aren't you, you know, doing mental rehearsal and imagining yourself winning and all that sort of stuff? And he said, uh, I found that when I, when I think too much about what I'm setting out to do, I don't race so well. And, and it, seem, it seems to me like a beautiful example of someone who intuitively gets that when you've got nothing on your mind, you're free to give your best performance. And that, you know, the thing, you know, I, I, I've coined the term subtractive psychology to describe the, the principles behind clarity. And it's, it's because it, it's an understanding that takes things off your mind so that you're free to enjoy life and uh, perform at a high level and all that sort of thing. And, you know, you, know, you mentioned earlier, Thomas, that, you know, 24 hour news cycles and people are, you know, fixated on, you know, all the information coming in. We're in the midst of this information revolution. But in a world where most approaches to performance and well-being and all that sort of stuff are giving people more to think about, more to practice, more to remember, more to do, there's something just very, very liberating about an understanding that takes stuff off your mind automatically and reconnects you to your innate capacity to, to love, to connect, to listen, to uh, explore, to create, to uh, perform, to achieve, 
to do all those things that people have been doing for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, you know? We've got all that stuff built in, like the fact that we're even having this conversation or the fact that people are even listening to it means that all of us have come from a, a long line of people who managed to survive until breeding age and hook up with someone and pass on their progeny. And they've been doing that literally for thousands and thousands and thousands of generations. So we've got a good track record of showing up and delivering the goods and getting things done and that sort of stuff. So it's not so complicated as people think. Jamie Smart, thank you so much. And before I let you go, can you just share where people can find you, where they can reach out and contact you, anything like that? Sure, you can uh, find me at jamiesmart.com or in all the usual social media places at jamiesmart.com or uh, on Amazon, my books are there, Clarity, The Little Book of Clarity, uh, the Sunday Times bestseller results and the little book of results and soon to come the 10th anniversary edition of Clarity. Which I'm so excited to get in January 2023. Me too, Jamie man. Smart, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on the One Word podcast. Thanks for having me, Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me on the One Word podcast and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As an organizational wellness consultant, I work with individuals and teams to help them achieve more with less on their mind. You can get in touch now at hbse.eu. Also, did you know that a mind in a stressful state is like a flat tire, unable to perform at its best? If you'd like to transform your relationship with America's number one productivity killer, stress, you're very welcome to register your interest in my new video-based online course, A Fond Farewell to Stress. Visit hpse.eu forward slash stress. That's all, folks. See you next time.